Good morning, everyone. This is Riyaj Sumesh George here again for the second episode of No Die Culture with the topic childhood. So, in a orthodox Christian Malayali family, the childhood was not as similar to the others because we believed a lot in religion. A lot of religious things happened, and not even one day went when there was no prayer. I still remember my childhood. I was like five, six years old, and my grandmother taught me the family prayer. It included all the names of the family, and we used to pray for all of them together. Our prayers lasted for like one and a half hours. I can go back to the time when I was like four years old, and whenever I used to wake up after my sleep, the first thing I did in the morning before even getting out of my bed was to pray, and I couldn't even think of doing anything else because. That was how our culture was. We used to pray, uh, do the sign of the cross, and get out of the bed, and then we used to go for brushing and other stuff. So, uh, prayer has been a very, very indulgent thing in our culture. I still remember my grandmother used to make all my sisters, my cousins, sit together and teach us prayers, all the hymns, and not only in English but also in Malayalam. She made sure that each one of us knew everything, and she even showed it off. in front of her family friends and other relatives that yeah her grandkids know everything so uh religion was like that secondly speaking of religion sunday was a must thing in our house nobody could plan anything on a sunday it was not like the other families like usually other families think of a think of going to other uh, for a vacation or a trip or going to the mall going to the anywhere near like going to the park or something we couldn't do that sundays was compulsorily only for church stuff we used to get up at 7 get ready in 45 minutes reach the church by 8 before it even you know the mass started we used to be there before the, you know the early prayers before the mass we used to reach before that and after reaching uh, the mass continued for like 3 to 4 hours because orthodox christian malayali prayers are the longest in the whole christian section the longest masses are of my culture so the masses used to reach around till 10 30 11 and you cannot eat anything in between so we were all fasting so after the mass is over the communion is given and the mass is over the first thing all the kids used to think was like is there breakfast today because uh it was some some days you just had breakfast like idli sambar or sandwiches but some days it was just snacks like biscuit and chai depending on whatever the occasion was so that was how it was and uh, after uh, getting out of the church the first thing we used to do is meet our school friends or the ones that you know the common friends that were in school and also in church we used to talk to them everything used to be like that uh going back to my household how things worked was like every evening there used to be an evening prayer there used to be a morning prayer as well and a night prayer before sleeping as well these were compulsorily being done in the household my grandmother used to always shout at me if i never did because usually night prayers get missed because you're just dozing off but that was not the case in my house at all speaking of the church part the choir was a very integral part of the church like everything was started and led by the choir which the whole uh, believers followed with i was a part of a choir for a long time because my grandmother would not allow me to not be a part of the choir so i joined choir when i was like 
in fourth standard and i continued till i was in 12th and first year till i couldn't be a part of it because of my internships koya was very special for me because first of all i had my friends around all of us were of the same age uh, except for the elders but there were a lot of people who were of my age i used to meet them and we used to have a choir practice a day prior on saturday evenings like at around 8 uh, it lasted for like 1 hour we used to practice the songs that we were going to sing the next day and usually they used to be the same but it wasn't the same for the feasts so for that day, for those days it was different and we needed extra practices so that was a very uh, you know enjoyable part of the church when we used to sing the whole time and sometimes when you sing you just go into that vibe and you just forget that you are in the church you're just singing and enjoying the time so that was something that choir was for me but sadly because of work and because of other stuff now i'm not able to cope up with them and because of the pandemic of course so uh, choir is something that has been uh, given a lot of importance in the church because uh, the malayali orthodox christians have only seven ways of playing music seven types of tunes and the choir has to sing the songs in one of those seven tunes itself they cannot go out of it so these seven tunes are given by the forefathers and you need to continue singing the songs only in those seven types of you know rhythm and tunes so it at times you know the lyrics and it couldn't match but mostly it does and if it doesn't we have to make it work uh choir was also something that uh, got a lot of confidence in me personally because i uh, used to sing in the mic so uh i am a person who likes speaking but i had a lot of lot of uh, self esteem issues when i was a kid being a plus size kid and uh, wherever i got a mic i used to get scared i used to feel very nervous if it were it wasn't with the choir sometimes you have like single singing parts like the boys sing differently the uh, the girls sing differently and the high notes like soprano alto and the bass sing differently so i was mostly in the tenor or alto part so any time i sang alone i used to have this very nervous feeling when early uh, during the early times of the choir but it changed because of the choir i got the confidence of singing alone singing in in fact speaking alone as well so choir has helped me develop in a whole as a personality as well uh so that's about the choir and uh speaking about the fees that i was talking about the choirs are different while the feasts so usually the prayers in the church the sunday masses are of 3 three and a half hours but fees go for far long for like 4 hours or 5 hours for till the lunch time and then we have lunch in the church itself so it used to be a very long time Uh, we used to be all hungry and uh, like a lot of people used to fast so that was abstinence uh, thing um, so during the feast uh, i remember that uh, there were a lot of new songs and we had to keep up with all of those songs so even after going from the choir practice on saturday me and my friend uh, she we used to go home to my place or her place and then we used to practice it again because we were like we are the youngest and we don't want to mess it up for anyone uh so uh that was it and uh feasts in the church was uh, ended with the lunch but one, once we came back home then my grandmother used to cook delicacies different delicacies 
even for the festivals like Christmas, Easter or any other like festival that we celebrated, the food used to be all together. So I remember as a kid, uh, my breakfast used to be at my grandmother's house and lunch used to be at my place and dinner at my uncle. So it was like a divided thing so that there's no pressure on anyone. And uh, I still remember the only breakfast that we always had was stew and appam. It could be a chicken stew, mutton stew, beef stew, whatever, with appam. And she used to also have wine and cake. All of this, my grandmother used to make, like getting up at four. She never slept before the feast. She was so excited for making it for her grandkids and her children. She used to get up at three and four and start cooking. And by six, her work is done. She would then get dressed up. She was like, she wants to look the best. And we used to reach there by like eight. Even if we got late for that, she used to scold us on the feasts as well. She was very strict and particular about the feasts and how to celebrate it. Like, you should do it. She was very, uh, you know, very strict in that matter. But she also taught us that how these festivals and feasts are important for us. So that was a part. Uh, so the the dinner, the lunch used to go on to my house. We used to have non-veg vegetarian stuff. Uh, but one thing that remained was like chicken. We used to make sure there's chicken, fish and every, every meat so that people don't, uh, you know, miss on anything because that's what and people used to eat till our stomachs are full till the neck and everyone used to enjoy it with a sweet dish at the end and the dinner goes the same way dressing up on feasts were very important we used to make sure like my parents and my grandparents made sure that we bought new dresses new shoes everything new for the feast so that we could be happy and we could celebrate it so there was uh, like dressing up there was like wearing gajras especially on onam because onam is the traditional uh, festival of kerala so irrespective of any religion onam has been celebrated by everyone so onam was celebrated i remember doing pukalams the pukalam is like a flower rangoli we used to make that my grandmother made almost like 25 dishes getting up at like two in the morning she never she was very um excited about the next day she wanted to do all of she was the host of it like she had to be the monica she had to do it and she never let anyone us any one of us feel that ha kuch kam ho gaya she used to make sure that everything is there nothing was like felt incomplete so that's how my childhood went with a lot of cultural aspect being in it along with religion so i was a very god-fearing child so that's how a childhood of a Syrian Orthodox Christian from Kerala looks like. That's it for today, guys. Stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.